I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, welcome to After Fantasy Podcast, episode 26. I'm your host, Peter. Joined this week by the usual Jewel, Tom, and Gunnar. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, good, thank you. How are yourself, Gunnar? Yeah, I'm doing very well, thank you. Excellent. What a game week, eh? A game week like no other. <laughs> that is right, yeah. Yep. So we'll start with the league and then we'll take it there like we always do. So our top three in the league this week, if it loads up, there is one change. Top still, Wolf Tone, Tony McClenney, 1398 points total. Second, Conquering Lions, Robbie Dempsey, 1367 total. And up to third is Oi Oi, Hudson, Adoy, like that name, Murray McDermott, 1337. So, is that Maz? Is that, that Murray McDermott? Maz, yeah. hey, good, that's good to know future reference. Right. The average for the game week was 17. We all beat it. Some is more so than others. So I had 34 points. Tom had 18. Gunnar had 18. Tom, talk us through your team. Okay, so I had uh, Lewis in goal for zero points. Captain Tav got me minus two. Gallagher got me two. Vice Captain Guthrie got me two. Ayer got me nothing. Goldson, two. In midfield, I had Newell got me three. Turnbull was the saviour with seven. Mullen, two. O'Hara, one. And Stevie May, one. Nothing on the bench, I take it. Right. No. Guna, on you go. Yeah, the Livy goalie in goal. Strijek, two points. Barisic, two-pointer as well. Same as Guthrie and Goldson. Minus two from Captain Tavernier. I had vice-captain Guthrie. Uh, Seven points as well. Turnbull, Mullen got me two points. Ferguson got me nothing. Then minus four from Ryan Hedges. Uh, Nisbet got me six points and one point of Stevie May. Nothing on the bench. Mitch, that because if I, had some, if I had something on the bench, Hedges wouldn't <laughs> have come on. Eh? <laughs> Mention his get to say, get my arm ready for the injection. Hedges, mention Hedges off the bench. <laughs> right. Uh, Add 34 points. Add Anakin goals or Alamakin goals, two points. Hoban for nothing. Golston, two. Guffrey, two. Vice captain. I didn't captain Tavernier this week. Thank God, minus one. Turnbull, seven. Captain Mullen for four. Robinson for seven. Ferguson, nothing. Clark off the bench for five. And Nisbet off the bench for six. 34 points. The only one I missed out on was Barisic for Hoban, but that's the risk you take. So, first of all, there has been breaking news in the Scottish Premier League fixtures, obviously, but that obviously includes the app. There has been four games rescheduled now into the week that was originally the Scottish Cup weekend, because that's also been postponed going forward. 
So the game's going forward. If my slow phone would let me do it. Uh, Celtic versus drumroll St Man. Dunyahead versus Hibbs, Kilmarnock versus Johnson, and Lummy says Aberdeen. They were all games that's either removed from future dates or postponed game from last night. So the dilemma now is for the, the app, as I've already been speaking to them, is what do they do with this? Do they make this a single standalone game week or do they bring it in line with the game week, maybe because there's games on the Tuesday and Wednesday after, which would give you a double game week? So what's your thoughts on this, Gunnar? I suppose I would like a double game week um, because they're always fun. It's just uh, game week 25 is a blank, right? So that, that we wouldn't get uh, these games added there. So it would be game week 26. Am I right in saying that? It looks like it by the calendar. Right. Um, I mean, it remains to be seen if they actually play all these games. You know, we've seen it, we've seen it this, this weekend with COVID and with like uh, Pitch has not been been playable, so sorry. Good up with the game week twenty seven. I think because Wednesday twenty seventh of January is a full game card, so twenty seven it would be. So game week twenty seven, and the game. So I'm just gonna go through the games again. So Celtic have St Mirren then, and also Kilmarnock in that game week. Donny United have Hibs and also Motherwell, and mm-hmm. Kilmarnock have St Johnston, and Celtic. Uh, Livy, Aberdeen, and no, that's already in that game week here in Sotty's ticker. If I'm looking, yeah, at it. I'm just assuming that if they move it into that game week, they would double game week because obviously it's a new right. game week now. It's not been there's not included it yet, so it's what to do with it. Right. So I'm going to tell you my feelings on it. Then when I look at Sotty's ticker, I'm seeing blank game week 25, and then so until we get there till 27, that's that's three game weeks and. Like I say, I, I'm not sure how many of these games in the end are actually going to be played. So I, I don't know how much uh, preparation you can actually make for these uh, for these fixtures or for the game week there already. It might be a bit too early for that. Right. Tom, you? I know it's breaking news and I'll try to get ahead around it, but thoughts? Um, it depends when they lump those fixtures in. If they lump them in with 26 or 27, it, the preference would be 27 because it gives us an extra week to prepare. Even still, um, you've got the massive game week 28 there. Uh, double game week where a lot of teams are playing twice so you can pick the ones that you like that have the two go- double. if they do lump in with game week 27 you can pick the teams that you like that have two decent doubles and potentially capitalise on a lot of points over the two game weeks yeah. Do you think there's any sort of chance that it's almost part of mine because you brought it up there Gunnar that blank game week 25 with the two fixtures Nah, just makes sense. I was going to say they would put in the midweek game in with that instead, but it's ready. It's ready down and kind of they've got it set in stone, haven't they? So mm. it would start messing things about. We'll just leave it. I'm sure within the next day or two, the Apple will give us notification what they're going to do it. It's probably going to be either one or two things: a standalone game week minus four teams, or a lump in the midweek midweek games with, it, and we can work it for there. And all that is no quite quick because they're always quite sharp with the the new news. Okay, with that. Yep, yep. Right, topic this week. It's been in the news all week, as much to me and Tom Chagrin. Celtic's ill-advised trip to Dubai and all the fallout has went with it, the morality aspects of it, how it's affected the game, the assets coming out of it. Guna, you're not a fan of the club, so you can start with... Uh, you can start, me and Tom can fill you in with uh, stuff. On you go. 
Thoughts? Yeah, I would have been in, I would have been interested to hear what you guys think about because, like you say, I'm I'm looking at it from the outside in as well. It's like looking from the outside into Celtic as well as uh, Scottish football, uh, obviously as well. But it just doesn't look good. I mean, I think a lot of things have been said now about Celtic going to Dubai and oh, it wasn't like they like it was possible for them to go and it wasn't forbidden and through like government guidelines, but no other European top club or any club, I would say like went to a warm weather camp. And then like they brought out Peter Law, brought out this video last night as well, <laughs> where he like interviewed himself, you know, like Peter, what do you think about that? That is a good question. Mr. Law, you know, it's the, uh, like he's being interviewed by someone of the company where he is the CEO of uh, make that what you will but it's not it doesn't get any better you know they, they've started acknowledging now maybe that they've made a mistake and going to Dubai I mean taking Julian even who's out for three or four months and he's the one player coming down with COVID and like as a result players 15 players or whatever it was have to isolate now as well and then coming out and saying oh they could have very well got it in Scotland yeah maybe but they they didn't and they, they wouldn't have traveled on the plane and on like coaches together or whatnot. They, there would have been all different measures in place. And like, apart from it, just not looking good. I mean, Celtic is supposed to be a community club. It's like St. Pauli, I know it's a different level, but like if like St. Pauli is close to getting relegated, for for example, like they, they, they're not doing well at the minute. If they decided now to go away warm weather camp in Portugal or whatever, that, no one will be happy with that. Like, because like for what they stand for, you know, it's just, it's not, we're all not allowed to go anywhere, see people or whatever. And then there's Celtic. It's like, oh, we've always done this. And, you know, we, we were allowed to go this and that. It's just, it's mental to me who, who even like, decided to still go through with it. For me, it looks like they, they won the cup there, you know, quadruple treble and let's let's go have, have a couple of days by the pool, you know. Maybe maybe they, they obviously got their training sessions in as well, but I don't know. I'm, I'm lost for, for words there how this decision has been made to go. And they, they, they can see the, the result of it now, you know. Fair play, can up a bigger rant than I thought that even I've got the plans there, Tom. Uh, Tom, what are your thoughts on this? Your sixpence? Um, so, Gunners, right, they were, they were, the, the trip was sanctioned. They were allowed to go. I think it came out that the, the trip was sanctioned in November. But we know even from playing FPL in this uh, new COVID world that so, so much can change at such short notice. So sanctioning a trip in November for something that's going to take place in January in that time uh, a new strain of COVID has been discovered. We went into a second lockdown and no one's came out and said, maybe this isn't such a good idea, guys. <laughs> but they, they went away and did it anyway. Um, the reason why they, I think they went is because it's worked in the past. They've been to Dubai in the, the winter break. It's worked wonders. They've came back, they've hit the ground running and the remainder of the season has been a success. They've managed to get to nine in a row. I'm not going to get to 10 in a row, but... It's worked in the past. Uh, they've cited, um, I watched the Peter Lowell, and they've cited, oh, well, we've had successful trips in Europe. We've went through the group stages. We've traveled here and there on chartered flights, and nobody's got COVID and everything was fine, which is fair enough, but it begs the question, how did someone catch COVID? And 
it sounds like it's came from Julian. He was on the trip despite struggling to walk and he's managed to catch COVID somehow. Images have been leaked into the press. People are obviously over there on holiday, seen the team, took pictures, shared videos and things like that. It doesn't look good. They're, they're out there on a bit of a jolly. They're drinking pints, having a bit of a pool party, going out with the lads. Um, they've came out and said, you know, it doesn't look good, but this is only a snapshot. But it only takes it only takes one mistake, it only takes one second, one st stupid move, and you're somewhere you shouldn't be or whatever, and you've you've got COVID or you've mixed with someone you shouldn't. And it, we know we're in a second lockdown because this thing spreads like wildfire. And it's it's um, you, you've seen the lineup on the the fixture we're going to talk about soon. Do we need Cel <laughs> <laughs> Celtic? They've, 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 took a, they've took a massive risk on this in a, in a scenario where Selig needed everything to go right for them for the remainder of the season. Nothing could go wrong. They had to show up to every game, full strength, get the three points, convincing wins, including the, the, the matchup. We've still got two games against Rangers. We've got to beat them convincingly. And then it's still up to Rangers to, to um, drop points in that time for us to still be in a chance of the league. It's not going to happen now. They've already dropped two points on the on the weekend. There, they've got another Livingston fixture, and then Atlanta. another Livingston fixture after that. Livingston are absolutely flying just now. I, I I can't I can see them dropping points in this first Livingston fixture. I think we'll have more first team players back for the second one. But even then, you're looking at a bunch of guys that have been sitting in the house for for ten days, not training. They're not going to be match sharp. That you, you can you can send a, a DPD guy around with a, a running machine, but that's not going to do any do any good. Not at this stage of the season. They need to be firing all cylinders, match sharp, and it's it's just not going to happen. And I don't think the excuse is good enough, especially when it took so long to come out. They've only just they've only just folded because of all the media pressure. So you say, they, were, they were forced them to say sorry. It wasn't because they wanted to say sorry. It was like forced upon them to say sorry. Yeah. You know, you suddenly had there sorry. It's, it's what Tom says there. They went because it's worked in the past. And as a result of it now, uh, they have even less players fit. It's like Tom says, like they have players sitting in the house, not in the house, not training now. Uh, so they'll be even less fit now than, than what, what they were before they went to Dubai, you know, and it, it's mad. They're thinking behind uh, what they wanted to get out of this trip. And then uh, what, what, what they got, you know, in the end, it, it's, it's mad. Yep, that's what I wanted to add to it as well. Just whatever they planned, it just totally backfired. As you said, they, they, all the players, they wanted to have them together doing proper training, like home weather training, trying new tactics, blah, blah, blah. What they're trying to do, people are getting to know each other on the field. It's all backfired. At least it was 100% correct. They're now just going to start from scratch. They're going to be even more points behind come that. And with the game, I'm just wanting to bring in the, the actual game at point there. It pissed off people as well because... People have probably bought free selling assets and then that's just blew out the window. And I know people with Turnbull, we've all got Turnbull, so we're fine, but it's messed a lot of people up game-wise. It'll make the curse of Celtic. I know it doesn't really matter. The, the grand I'm just bringing that into the whole the, the game aspect of it. And then, no one really it. It's just it's really infuriating. And then you have that apology yesterday, like you said, it was like Peter asked himself questions, which is basically what it was. I mean, I know people who I'm talking to who just won't watch because they're angry enough, and if they watch that, it'll tip them over the edge. 
and be tossing hair or fencing and sharks again outside Celtic Park, so the rest is leaving it. But it's just a total clusterfuck come to the club, the top to the bottom. And I think it's just all their own making, all their own doing. And it's like sometimes read the room, guys. Read the room. I mean, you could cancel it. We spent the 200 grand all in on this trip. I mean, that's just absolute madness. <laughs> and then where it came from as well, they, they moved the game against Hips as well. I mean, like, every club, I suppose, would have liked the winter break and Celtic just made one for, for themselves. You know, that, that's where it already started. Even if you take the COVID and like what's resulted out of it now, uh, out, out of it, you know, just, just that, you know, uh, like everyone would have liked the uh, winter break, but it's just Celtic want it all, you know, they, they, they want the game postponed, they want to go away, they want this and that. It's, that's what I mean when I say, looking, looking at Scottish football now, uh, and I've started only recently watching it. Um, yeah, they, they want it all their, their own way, and uh, it's not a good look. After I ask the question, Tom, are we the bad guys? <laughs> <laughs> are we the baddies? It fucking certainly looks like it, doesn't it? Oh, looks like the good guys. Yeah, it looks, like, it looks like we're the bad guys. <laughs> right, that's us. We'll move. We'll no stats this week. We'll move on to the results. So, first up, Kilmarnock 2, Hamilton 0, Kelly 2 goals. Malumbo assist, Honstrop assist, and a clean sheet for Kilmarnock. Tom, what's in this game? Hold on. Okay, the famous page turn. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, so Kilty got, uh, Kilty got two goals in this game. He was actually playing up front in a 4-4-2 with Whitehall. Once again, Kabamba found himself on the bench. Two goals wasn't too bad. He had five shots in this game, two on target, one off target, and two blocked. He also had an early shot uh, that just went wide of the post as well. So he came close to getting a hat-trick and hat-trick bonus points too. We've also seen a Dauphin who's been um, talked about at the start of the season. We know he's lethal in front of goals and on set, pe- on, on set pieces and he, he hit the bar. So Kilmanic did keep the clean sheet, but they came close to dropping it. Um, it wasn't a clean sheet for Hamilton. They are still the first, the worst defence in the league, stats-wise. Um and it makes it makes me think about this Kilty Hall. Is it is it the fact that Kilmanic have turned a corner? They're trying something new, and it's coming off for them. Or is it the fact that they've played Hamilton this week? Um, Hamilton have looked good attacking wise recent in recent weeks. However, they only managed to muster a single shot on target from Lee Hodson in this game. Um, another thing to note is Burke managed four key passes. We know he's quite good for assists as well, so that's something to consider. We kind of wrote. Kilty off when we're talking about our, uh, you know, the competitors for the three million midfielder slot in our teams, but uh, he's came back to bite us. Yeah, I'd, to add to that, for a lot of younger is if Kilty's playing out of position up front, it's something to watch, I think, because that's the last two games he's played up front or at least off the striker, a lot more forward position. And if, I mean, Brophy's a bit now. And the reason he's letting him away is obviously plenty up front. If he's if he's stumbled on this new partnership up front and Kilty's going to play as a second striker or behind a striker, then I think we'll all jump on Kilty very much soon. What's going on? Yeah, Kilty, he's turning it on now that I've transferred him out for what is <laughs> McGrath. And I think I took him out as well and he scored. So uh, I'm not having a lot of luck with the three million midfielder at the minute. But it is like Tom says, they, they've tried this new formation, they're playing 4 4 2 now. And um, it remains to be seen if, if that is actually them getting better, better or um, 
or 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 if this just is, if this is just a fluke, basically. I like Kilty playing forward. Like he's he's gone on my watch list uh, after this weekend, but I'm gonna wait there now. I've I've, I've used so many transfers on the, on this cheap cheap midfield midfielder spot. Um, I'm gonna see what what he can do over the coming weeks. Maybe if there is a good double game week uh, for Kilmarnock, then then he might be an option again. Well, he's got happens next week away. So if he does end at Easter Road, then I think he's definitely one a potential mm-hmm. bring in again. Right, next up, St Mirren 1, Motherwell 1. McGrath, you just mentioned him yourself, Gura. Goal from the penalty spot. And for Motherwell, it was Cole with a what assist, Tom. Yeah, so Devante Cole got the goal early on. He had five shots in this game. Uh, one on target, two off target, two blocked. Tony Watt got the assist, and he missed a big chance later on. Devante Cole, he's, he's looked good. We've, when he plays, he, he looks good, but he's been struggling with, with injury this season. Um, he's already got two goals and one assist. And if he can stay fit, I'd be interested to see what he can do under the, the new manager. Um, I thought the penalty was a bit of a joke. It, it went viral. A lot of people were, were commenting about it. It did wipe out the clean sheet for, for Motherwell and for me, being a Gallagher owner, so I wasn't too pleased about that. Um, Brophy, we just talked about him. He, he came on for St Mirren. Um, I thought they picked up when he came on. I thought he added a, an extra dimension to the game. And the new, another new boy, Quena, he, he previously played at Huddersfield. He wasn't in the squad. I'm not too sure why. I think he potentially could be isolating, I think, as he came over from... Dubai. Is that what So he's also one to look out for as well. Hey, any after that, Gunnar? What I didn't know is that uh, McGrath is on penalties for St. Mirren. Uh, I might have left my team a, a, a little longer. Was he on penalties before, like two, like two weeks ago? Was he the penalty taker for them there as well? Yeah, he's been taking penalties. Uh, I think he's yeah. scored two penalties now. Yep. Uh, I think I missed that. Hmm. That could have been another easy, easy point. So yeah, between him and Kilty for, for the cheap midfielder spot, I think going forward. <laughs> Just something to watch, right? I've got Brophy on my watch list as well because I think Brophy's got a point to prove for St. Mern. I'm thinking him as my third option striker. Here's to say, who's not to say sorry? If Brophy's playing up front, Brophy might start taking pens as well because mm-hmm. he's an actual striker. Just something to watch going forward, I think, because he's he's waiting for a point to prove. He's trying to get in the Scottish team for next year. He is, I believe, St. Mern's highest paid player. So I'm assuming he's, once, he's, once he's fit, he's going to be nailed on constantly. So it's just something we watch to see. Yeah. Right, next up, Aberdeen 1, Rangers 2. So with the Reggie's red card, Kennedy goal, nice. Hayes assist, Morelos two, two goals, with Kent to assist, another dig at you. Yeah, another Kent to assist there. You know? And <laughs> Tavernier missed penalties. So Tom, what's in this one? Missed penalty, not penalty, it was one. Uh-huh. Um, Aberdeen... McCrory, he wasn't eligible to face his parent club in this game, and Roof was injured. The first incident was the penalty decision. Hedges clipped the heels of Morelos. Um, he was denied a, a clear goal-scoring opportunity there, apparently. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think it's harsh, but it was definitely the right decision, but I think it's harsh, given he, if you watch the replays, he clearly had, there was no intention there. It's a bit of a silly law. They're going to have to they're going to have to tidy it up for next year. I think. Aye, because it's, it's, it's double jeopardy basically, isn't it? Because 
he'd be better making a tackle, like we said on sports scene, he's better making a tackle, probably maybe getting a yellow card out it, rather than setting off for not making the tackle kind of thing mm-hmm. and making it look obvious. Sorry, on you yeah. go. Um, so the first, yeah, the penalty, Hedges was red carded, they got a penalty, and it was a rare Tavernier miss, which was a bit unfortunate for us, Tavernier captainers, but never mind. Um, the first goal was a Kent assist, Morello scored, and then that was repeated for the, the second goal. Morelos now has three goals in three, but I'd be wary of this because prior to that, he hadn't returned since game week eight. Now that Roof's out, we don't really know how long Roof's going to be out for, a few weeks. He's maybe not a great long-term shot because I imagine once Roof comes back, he'll probably be sitting a bit deeper again. And it's a similar story for Kent as well, though not really as severe. His last return um, was game week 18 versus Motherwell, but he did manage to bag the, the two assists. But considering he's only getting three or four assists every um, every eight games at 6.4 million. He's, he's not really value for money there. Um, plus, he seems to like Aberdeen as well. In the last game, he got a goal and assist, and then he scored the goal against Aberdeen in game week one as well. So he's maybe having a good week. I, as, we talk, as we mentioned there about the, the red, I think a red card really should be reserved for situations where it's been malicious, like obviously he's had some intention to, to bring the man down, like a professional foul, and it's been clear. Or if it's something that's been dangerous, like he's a high tackle or he showed his studs or something like that, I, I think they should really review the, the rules in that circumstance. But that's just my opinion. That's just a Celtic fan talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I know. If he's playing anyone else, I would, I would agree with that. Gunnar, what's this game? Hedges? Yeah, I think by the by the letter of the law, it was the right decision, but it is obviously harsh. Um, getting him off my bench because I had I had even benched him, you know. Although although Aberdeen had the double game week, so I thought I made the right decision there. Even like when he got the red card, I was like, he's on my bench, not nothing to worry for. And then uh, all the Celtic squad was out, so I had, I had <laughs> Ayer and Edward there. I was like, no, yeah, I'm getting hedges on now. So yeah, nice minus uh, minus four from him. So. This this might finally be the week then where he leaves my team, um, because I'm not gonna carry him with his red card. I don't I don't know. Is he is he only out for the one game? Yeah, should be one game. Tom, right? I think it's one game. Yes. Yep. Yeah. All right. Okay. But yeah, like I said, and like like you guys said as well, it's it's a bit harsh. Uh, Morelos, I like him maybe as like a short term fix. Like I said, I have. I have Edward. He's he's roughly the same price there as Morelos. Proof is out and. Um, I think I watched the highlights earlier, and then I think it was Morelos' second goal. You can uh, you can hear um, someone is like, "Oh, you're back, you're back." There you go. So it remains to be seen if that uh, went to his head now, or if he's actually back for a couple of weeks now, uh, where Roof is out. I know. I think a few weeks ago I, I said something of uh, if, if Roof is on fire now, maybe they're gonna sell Morelos, but it just. It just shows really good squad management uh, that you have your main striker out and then someone like Morelos of the quality uh, that he has can come into the team and then bag his brace there. E- even like, and also like win, win this kind of game uh, where Tavernier misses a penalty. And um, I don't know, maybe in the past they, they, they wouldn't have won these kind of games, you know, although this game was pretty much dead once Ryan Hedges got sent off. Not to add to there. Just it was, but it was. I think once the red card was happened, the Rangers had 
the extra man and the way they keep the ball retention and their style of play, it was, I think it was always going to end one way. Match was surprised Aberdeen got the goal late then, but the, I think that was Rangers take the eye off the ball a wee bit the last hour to go. I even think even Steve Gerrard said that himself that they kind of played Brown up to 60 minutes and then they slightly took the eye off the ball and then that's what happens. Next up, Livingston 3, Ross County 1. Robinson goal, Forrest goal, Hamilton goal, Devlin assist, Pittman assist, Forrest assist, and that would, I believe, Forrest Hamilton broke him off the bench. And for Ross County, it was lacking goal and a pattern assist. Tom? Yeah, so we talked about Robinson, Guthrie, and Mullen last week. Unfortunately, it was only Robinson that got us a return. And then the... <laughs> you're happy with that? Yep. The, um, the follow-up um, fixture was, was cancelled due to a waterlogged all-weather pitch. Never mind. <laughs> Stats-wise, the chances were pretty spread evenly amongst the, the Livingston team. Um, however, a previous popular Livingston player amongst managers got some big returns. It was Alan Forrest with a goal and an assist there. Um, another sub as well, Jack Hamilton. He sealed the win with the third goal. Harry Payton, he's another three million midfielder to, to add to the debate. Um, at Ross County, he's had a goal and assist in his last three games. He's playing under on the left wing under John Hughes. Um, I think he played a lot deeper previously. It's just whether you fancy buying a Ross County player and falling into a, a potential trap there, but it's something to monitor for now. Um, and in fairness, Ross County have, have beat Hibs recently, so at least they're a, a side that can beat Hibs this season. <laughs> <laughs> but again, something to monitor. Keep an eye on keep an eye on Ross County. See who the standouts are, but I, I'm I'm still I'm still back in Robinson, Guthrie, and Mullen, and they've got a double this week against Celtic. Um, they're going to play a depleted Celtic squad, and then um, unfit one, and a very unfit one in the second. So I'd, I'd stand I'd stand by those boys. Is that your transfer in, Tom? Is another another Livingston player coming in? I need to get rid of McCrory as my second keeper first, so it'd be for a hit, and I'm reluctant to do that considering how crap a score I got this week because. <laughs> It's just gonna it's just gonna damage my rank even more. So I, I don't know. Right. Possibly. We uh, just have to bite the bullet. I think we you, you mentioned Pat in there just before we linger. Uh, I want to see more for Ross County first. I know there's there's yeah. signs of life, but I want to see more. I want to see him get more regular decent results. Especially going to maybe the split with the wildcard. That's in the mm-hmm. back of my head now for wild wildcard team trying to get players in. What's this game gonna? So I've only skipped through the highlights here, but I thought Ross County got a bit lucky for their goal. Uh, Robinson, he scored a similar goal a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I've noticed that. And so before we started recording, I couldn't find my stat of the week, but I've just seen that uh, Billy Mackay got subbed on on 74 minutes in this game. And then I, I've just pulled him up here in the Fantasy Football Scotland app because I had him at the start of the season. And I've just double-checked. He's only scored one goal this season. That was game week two. And he's blanked ever since. Fantastic. Right. He's also a hairdresser. Is he? Yeah, he's is he? doing his bar bathroom finish. I thought you were going to rip the P there, Tom. Okay, okay. No, next, no, he is. Next up, Parkhead under the lights, 31, Hibs 1, Turnbull goal, Nisbet goal. So before I like to start, Tom, I suppose, looking at a paper for most assets, that's a pretty good return, Turnbull and Nisbet. But thoughts in the game, Tom? Yeah, so Selig for playing in this game due to not having a uh, due, to, due to COVID, they weren't playing with a recognised striker. Um, a couple of other players that we haven't seen, really seen before was Stephen Welsh and a young lad, Cameron Harper, who 
who was played in left wing, right wing. I think he played up front for a bit as well. We tried everything, but it didn't come off. Um, we've talked, obviously, about the, the COVID situation. That was most of my spiel there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stats-wise, Nisbet got the equaliser. Um, he was second top for shots on... He's, he's sitting second top for shots on target amongst forwards so far this season with 25. Edward can only better that with 26. Um, no other Hibs players got more um, shots on target than Nisbet in this game. He got four shots, three on target, one off. He was kind of a standout player. Turnbull managed two shots on target. That was including his free kick where he scored the goal. Other than that, there wasn't really any sort of big standouts for Celtic. Um, Hibs, we've talked about Hibs defenders. Paul McGinn managed four key passes in this game. Um, the Celtic double kind of hangs in the balance just now. Turnbull's probably going to play both fixtures just because of the lack of bodies. Um, but as we've mentioned, a lot of these guys are, are, that are going to come back for the second fixture are going to have been sat in the house for 10 days. Um, Hibs fixtures coming up. We've got Kilmarnock, the Blank, Rangers, St. Mirren, and the double consists of Aberdeen and Dundee United. So two quite defensive teams there. I think Nisbet's really the only consideration because everything else, um, they're not always getting clean sheets just now. They haven't been too consistent defensively. And the assists and goals are kind of spread out amongst the rest of the team. Nisbet's really the only sort of consistent player. So I got rid of him a while ago, so I'll be looking to get him back. That's Nisbet's days as well. There's a lot of talking with doing an English team. A lot of interest in him. Yeah. Wait and see. Do you have any thoughts on this game? Yeah, Nisbet is the only one interesting me really from Hibs as well. I still have Marciano. I don't know how long he's going to be out for still. Mm, I think you could argue maybe Hibs should have or could have won this game against Celtic, especially with the depleted squad they had. Seen in the highlights, Hibs had a chance late on maybe to win it as well. Mm, don't know. Celtic probably done as well as they could with the team that they put out. But even then, you, yes, they, they played some some guys there, Harper and, and Welsh, that don't usually play in, in the first team. But, but still, you're looking at the lineup, you've got Tom Rogic, Turnbull, McGregor, Duffy, Frimpong. So you got a, a couple of first teamers in there. And I thought it was Duffy maybe as well for the for Nisbet uh, goal who couldn't get the ball away Shocker. once again. Um and yeah, like we said, they got two two Livy games coming up now, two games against Livy coming up, and uh, that's that's exactly what, what Celtic don't want. A team that is good from set pieces as well. Um I I, I don't think Shane Duffy is gonna sleep the night before these two <laughs> games, you know. It's <laughs> horror. You know, just Julian is probably happy that he's out for these games anyway. Uh, so he's passing the mantle on there to Duffy, getting nightmares about it. I've really not had. I thought the game was really, really poor to watch. I thought for all Celtic lacked also a lot of first team players. I don't, I don't think I had really offered much myself either. I thought Hibs still look pretty off form. And if I didn't see how they do the next couple of games, Hibs at home with Kilmarnock, Celtic and Lomison, we'll see how they go on. Next up, United 2, St. Johnson 2. The game was postponed from the Saturday and the Tuesday. So we had a Pierre goal, a Pierre, I think, goal. Shankland with an absolute beast of a goal. Clark assist, a Pierre assist, and for St. Johnson. Mel Hammonds, is that his first goal, Tom? Mel Hammonds scored? 
Kane goal yep. and Wotherspoon the two assists. Tom, thoughts? Yep. So Guy Mohamed starts. He was part of a front three of Wotherspoon, Kane in the centre, and he was on the other side. May was benched again, so that's a concern for owners. This is his Mohamed's first start since game week 15 and got since the first goal. His numbers were pretty good in this game. He managed seven shots, four on target, but he missed three big chances. But that's, you know, he's putting himself in the right positions to, to get these chances, which is promising considering his lack of sort of match sharpness, you could say. Um, Wotherspoon got both assists, unsurprisingly, considering he made nine key passes, which is probably a record for this season in a single game. I don't think we've had any figures like that. Um, so it's promising for, for St. Johnston. Dundee United, um, they only had two shots on target and they scored from both of them. Aperi is out of position. Um, he was playing up front with Shankland. He's actually classed as a midfielder. Uh, he had a goal and assist in this game and this is his only returns of the season so far. So maybe monitor him for now. Shankland, obviously, with the wonder goal. Probably goal of the season. No, so I'm not so bad anyway. So, yeah. Um, and Dundee United face Hamilton next, so... It's looking good considering how well Kelly did on the weekend. Uh, after that, they have a blank, then St. Mirren, and then Motherwell in a double game week. It's actually quite nice. Game week 28, they play Ross County and Hibbs. Um, Hibbs have been just struggling a wee bit attacking-wise and defensively. And Ross County are still sort of finding their feet under John Hughes. So I might, I might be tempted with going back Shanklin. <laughs> Edwards out, Roof's out. Dave, uh, Stevie May's on the bench. I'm running out of options. What <laughs> you put it that way? There's uh, any thoughts this one, Gunnar? I like what Tom says there. Edwards out, Rufus out. Uh, for me, I, I don't know if I want to go with Shanklin again or if I'm going to give it to Nicky Clark this time. You know, I had him at the start of the season and uh, once I got rid, he, he proper turned it on. I thought... Uh, Lewis Nielsen, I looked that up. He had an absolute mayor there for St. Johnson's second goal. Um, just just try, trying to hook it, and uh, yeah, that didn't really work. And I thought Shanklin's won the goal. It's, it's like a classic case of what's the goalie doing, Tom? You know, he, <laughs> he was just in, in no man's land. And yeah, it's a, it's a good goal. But uh, only two shots on target for United in this game. So got a bit lucky there. Uh, you could argue maybe that they both went in. Okay, so obviously the double game week game is cancelled, one week in Aberdeen, so I'm sure I had a massive effect on the average this week, as people had probably planned accordingly for Aberdeen, one in assets, didn't pan out that way. Right, so we'll go with the predictions then, going to be like this. As it stood, it was 24 Peter, 10 Tom, Gunnar 23, so where's the results? So first up is Lovies in Ross County, Gunnar I mean, you got it right, we both said 3-1, Tom you were close, you said 3-0. Next up, Aberdeen Rangers. I said one each, and you both said one nil, so a point each there. And Celtic Hibs, I said three nil, Tommy said two nil, and Gunnar said one each, so you get three points there. Aye. As it stands, Gunnar took lead. Pierce 27, Tom's in 12, and Gunnar's jumped up to 30 points. There you go, Gunnar. That's a wee moving pre present for you. <laughs> at least when, when Hedges takes me takes the points away from me, then I'll, I'll get the podcast points at least, in it? <laughs> right, so, so fixtures coming up, another double game week as it stands. It's Celtic, Lovison, Hamilton, Dundee United, Hibs, Kilmarnock, Ross County, Aberdeen, St. Johnson, St. Man, Motherwell, Rangers, and Lovison, Celtic, back to back. So, 
First up, I should predict Celtic versus Livingston, and I have went to the Livingston. Tom. Ooh. It hurts me to say it, but I just think. Yeah, I'll probably back you on that one. Yeah, two 0 I'll say that as well. Kira. I can see Turnbull scoring one here. So 2-1 to Levy. Okay. Next up, Ross County versus Aberdeen. And I have went 2-1 Aberdeen to Tom. 2-2. Desmond. Fiona. With Hedges out there lacking a bit of creativity, I would presume. So I'm going to go for differential. 1-0 Ross County. Oh. Peyton assist. Next up, Saints versus Saints, St. Johnson versus St. Mern. I've went one each, Tom. 3-1, St. Johnson. Good enough. Lamed hat trick. I'm going to say one all draw. Okay. Right, so next section is transfers, captains and vice captains for this week. So, transfer plans. Week coming ahead. I will start. I am thinking I will bring in a Celtic player for double game week. What I've seen in the squad there, I've obviously I've already got Turnbull. I've got Edwards not pl- not playing, but I noticed obviously McGregor and Soro in midfield. So I might move to McGregor. But then I'm thinking the week after Aberdeen are playing in the blank week, so it was going to move for Ferguson. So I might stand still. I'm going to have to be thinking about it later on. Have a look at it, but. It's either going to be Ferguson for somebody or I just stand still so I've got players in double game week. Your thoughts on the transfer, Tom? Um, if any. Well, as I mentioned there, I'm, I'm lacking in the striker role. Edward will probably come back in for the, the second Livingston game because it's only Celtic and Livingston that have got double game weeks, really. So it's not like you can switch for another dub, double game week player. So he's going to have at least a single game week, you'd imagine. So might just stick with him. Roof's out, but this Stevie May situation. I might get Guy Mohammed because I've just mentioned. I thought, that, I thought you were going to go there with a hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I might because I'm, I'm, I'm seriously lacking strikers. Everyone, everyone else can 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 manage, but uh, yeah, I think, I'm, I think I'm going to do that. Okay, <laughs> Gunnar, transfer thoughts if any. Uh, I'll probably take back what I said earlier in transferring out Hedges. So. Aberdeen played through the blank, so yeah. uh, so so he, he he'll miss the the next game week now and then be back for the blank where I probably would bring someone like him back in. So I'll leave him on the bench, but that still leaves me then with Edward and Ayer. I like what Tom said there. Edward might might potentially be back for the second game. I still don't know if Celtic have enough about them to to put Livy away even in the second game. That leaves me with, with Ayer. I would maybe want a Livy defender in, but I got the goalie, so I, I'm maxed out on Livy players already. I also got Stevie May, so that is a problem as well. Uh, like The position I, where I would want to bring someone in would probably be in midfield, but I'm, I'm quite happy there, especially if I keep hedges. So I'm looking for a strike. I'm, I'm in the market basically for a striker of it uh, and a defender, and I have no idea who it's going to be. Yeah, <laughs> typical you know transfer talk. It's not give an answer, but we. <laughs> right. So stick with you, Gunnar. 
captain and vice captain for the week coming ahead then. Rangers against Motherwell. I'm going to stick. I know we've got a question on that, but I'm going to stick with the captain Tavernier on in this one. Although, Olivia you have to double game week. Huh? Yeah, Ca- captain Tavernier, vice captain, go three. Okay. Tom, you, captain, vice captain? Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think Livingston will probably get at least one clean sheet out of that. We've said they're going to. Uh, win 2 0 against the Celtic in the first fixture, so that's a clean sheet. And then we've got a good chance in the second game. So, Vice Captain Guthrie, Captain Tav. Right. I am sticking with what I done last week, and we stick with two Livingston players. I probably go for Vice Captain Guthrie, maybe, and I'll captain either Mullen or Robinson. I'll see how I feel near the time. So that brings us to the actual question. That's nice. That's nice podcast. What when you link things out in the question? We'll go on question this week. It's from Laura, Laura Lowin, and she asks more of a general question. Are you still on the always captain Tav train? So I'll go first. Obviously, I am not last week, and I won't be this week. It worked out for me last week, obviously, because Tav was minus points. But I think in general terms, if it's going to be a single game week, I will be captain in Tav. It's just the fixture this week to me look too appealing, not to go to Livingston. Tom. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I've said I'm going to stick with Tav this week. And I think unless you can be tempted with a double game week, I would stick with him. Because the Aberdeen game could have went a very different way. They did manage to get the goal from from not a lot. I mean, I think Hedges had a decent shot and McGregor saved, one to save from McGregor. But Tav was presented with the penalty. Nine times out of ten, he's going to score those. So he would have got a goal. He would have got um, the double points for that. And nine out of ten times they get the clean sheet as well so I think they're having a bad week at the office so I'm going to stick with it What are your thoughts on always Captain Tav mantra? I agree with Tom like any other game we would have put put away that penalty and then they conceded that late goal which maybe was a bit unlucky as well uh, and then we wouldn't even be talking about that. I just pulled up the overall points for all, all the players in the Fantasy Football Scotland and it's uh, Tavernier on 220 points you got Goldson, 153. So that's already almost 70 points between them there. And the first Rangers, no, the, the first non-Rangers player is in fifth, Kevin Nisbet on 92 points. So compared to Tavernier's 220 again. Uh, in another week, he scores that penalty and they keep a clean sheet and we, we wouldn't even talk about this. Unless what Tom and you said as well, Peter, if I'm tempted by, by a double game week, uh, then yes, maybe, but... Uh, for now, I don't see anything why why I wouldn't stick with Tavernier. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I've only done it because the two game weeks I feel are appealing, Livingston-wise. Yep. Especially with Celtic, as you say, Tom, depleted team and then unfit team. I think as a mate there, it could be two defeats or two wins for, and two wins for Livingston. So I'll take a punt for one week again and back to probably Captain Tav for other, for other more. Right, we want the FPL before we finish up then. The game week isn't completely finished, so just a quick run through we've got so far so the results have happened so far is Sheffield United 1 Newcastle 0 Burnley 0 Man United 1 Wolves 1 Everton 2 Man City 1 Brighton 0 Spurs 1 Fulham 1 are you getting to see in these games Tom are you happy just to go to the points Um, I guess up to yourself if you've got stats you've got stuff you have as well I can, I can do a, I can do oh. a quick rundown oh, okie dokie then take it away um, so we had Sheffield United, Billy Sharp with the penalty. 
Newcastle played very defensively against a game that's uh, against a team that's really only scored eight or nine goals so far this season, which I was quite surprised about. Um, Newcastle's double has now changed. They're now away at Arsenal, and then they've got a following fixture now against Aston Villa on Saturday the twenty third. It's it's going to be a tricky double. So for those that are interested in investing in the likes of Wilson, if you're maybe free hitting for the double game at 19, I'd maybe think that one again because I wasn't too impressed with them against Sheffield United. Um, Man United, it was 1-0 to them. Pogba with the goal and Rashford assist. Uh, They managed to get the clean sheet as well. Burnley offered little going forward, but they managed to contain Man United. Um, Wolves won, Everton 2 Neves with the goal, Eight Nori with the assist. I thought I was convinced with Everton missing Calvert Lewin and Richardson. Obviously, he came on as a sub later on, but missing the two of those guys starting it, I thought Will's clean sheet was nailed on, but um, it will be managed to, to, to put the end to that pretty early on. Um, Dean, he was playing as a winger, um, and up front it was Sigurdsson and James Rodriguez in a 4-4-2. Interesting that they can still do it despite having a, their top scorer missing, but it was a good display from Everton. Um, City, again, it was a low-scoring 1-1-0 to Brighton. Foden with the goal. KDB got the assist. Sterling was subbed on, missed a penalty. It would have been a KDB assist had he scored. And usually De Bruyne's on the on the penalties anyway, so I was a bit su- surprised he wasn't taking them. But after the game, Pep Guardiola said, well, Kevin was a bit tired, so Sterling took the took the penalty, which I'm a bit concerned because yeah, I'm I, really a bit do like... I really enjoyed all that kind of chat because after your thing last week, because <laughs> <laughs> because um, Man City have a, a really nice double, both home games, Crystal Palace and in Aston Villa. So I think there's, I think there's some chat of people even considering a triple captain for for KDB. I'm, 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 I'd be shying away from that when I'm, I'm even considering an alternative captaincy option. Um, I think he might get rested for one of those. I think so as well. I think. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you never know with, with Man City. It's a bit of a, a lottery. And then the last one was Spurs 1, Fulham 1. Kane with the goal, Regulon with assist. They didn't manage to keep a hold of the clean sheet. Sun hit the post during the game. They were quite, they were, I thought Spurs were pretty attacking. Ori and Dombele and Regulon managed to create six big chances between them. But it just never came off. And then eventually they just start sitting back trying to secure the win. And then Fulham were just knocking at the door constantly for a, for a good while. And it came off for them. Caviello got the goal. And Lukman, who's been, uh, seems to be well talked about in that Fulham team, got the assist. So Fulham, are, I don't think Fulham are the pushovers that we, they're not the whipping boys that we described them at, at the start of the season. So definitely improved. Yeah, they're getting there. Yeah, just to add to that, I was quite surprised when I checked this morning that Larice had a bonus point. It was like for saves, was great. I, I was yeah. sleeping for the game finishing. So, uh, on that, before I get to, we'll obviously cover this game week total points next week when the week's finished. But what he's waiting on tonight for the Arsenal game, Chelsea, hey, Arsenal, Crystal Palace. Sorry, Tom, you waiting for saying first? Yeah, I've got Lacazette up front and also Mitchell. So, depends what way that game goes, I can still get some points. Hey Gunnar, who have you got for tonight? Well, you've got a free hit the same as me, so who have you got? I got Leno in goal, Tierney and uh, Saka. Right, and I've got Tierney, Smith-Rowan, I forgot his name there, and Lacazette up front. So how are we, how are we sitting point-wise 
before we move into next week, obviously. So I'll go first. I'm on 43 points as it stands. I had Larissa in goals. Cancelo and Stones, clean sheet at the back. Tierney still to play. Neto, a try for differential, didn't work. Son, two points. Fernandez, two points. Bruyne, six points. A captain Kane for 16. On the bench, Ramsdale, nine points. A bit of sickener. And Shaw for seven points if somebody doesn't start. Yourself, Gunnar? I got six points each from Cancelo and one Bissaka. Then I got seven points of Diaz, Tierney still to play, same as the goalkeeper. Uh, two points each from Son and Bruno. Six points from Rashford. Captain De Bruyne got me 12 points. Uh, and Kane got me eight points. And Saka midfield still to play. I got nothing on the bench. I built my free hit that way that I basically only had Brewster who played, but I wasn't expecting anything there anyway. Okay, Tom, you didn't take three hit. You took a minus eight. So why talks your points so far? Yeah, so I'm sitting on 37 as it stands. I've got Cancelo and Stones both got me six. I've still got Mitchell to play. Burke got me one point. Captain Kevin De Bruyne got me 12. Sun two and Fernandez two. Then up front, I've got Lacazette still to play. And Kane got me eight points. Right, like I say, we'll go. We'll cover the point total in more detail next week when we have a two game weeks to cover. Right, so next week is a very big game week in the FPL. I think it's a double game week. So what's the thoughts going forward? I'll just go do these one at a time. If he's transfers for next week coming forward, what's the captaincy plans and how many double game week players do you have? And I'll start with you, Tom. Um, I'm not too sure on my transfer yet because things are changing so much. You wake up every day and a fixture's been rearranged, so I'm not too sure. I was pretty nailed on Kevin De Bruyne until Man City played through the week, so I'm still considering my captaincy. Out of the all the double game weeks, I, I think West Ham will probably have the best one, and I only own Cresswell, and he's a defender, so I'd kind of like to get uh, an attacker. I may get rid of Harrison and get rid of one of the, the West Ham mids because Leeds now only have a single game week fixture against Brighton. But even then, they could still, you know, Leeds are pretty attacking, so they could still get just as much in a single game than they could over two. I could upgrade Burke because I've got a bit of money in the bank, maybe look at getting Suchek or someone like that. Um, in terms of double game week players, I've got Martinez in goals. My back three are all doubles, so that's four. Kevin De Bruyne, five. And Fernandez six. So I've got six. And but of the single game week players, I've got Kane and Son who are both facing Sheffield United. You'd fancy them. Newcastle at uh, sorry, Lacazette's at home in Newcastle, and then Bamford and Harrison are at home at Brighton. So not too bad fixtures there. Right, you're saying with you, captains, transfer plans, and how many players do you have for double game week? Maybe you need plenty of chips. So, um, all my players, except four of them, are double game week players. I played my wild card just before this. I don't have De Bruyne. I only just remembered this or only uh, only just seen this uh, because I was playing around with the free hit so much that I was fully convinced I already had him anyway. Uh, but I have no, <laughs> no city midfielders. Double double city defense. I got Trent over Robinson uh, Robertson on, on the wild card. Uh, I think Trent, Trent was even cheaper, but um, it, 
it looks like Robertson is going to be the better prospect there going forward. But yeah, so I'm stuck with Trent now. Still got Justin. I got double um, West Ham. Got Kufal in defense and Suchek in midfield. But Son and Kane, Bamford up top. Uh, in my bus team here, I've benched Bruno Fernandes because he's playing against Liverpool, but I'll probably change that around still. Mm. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Uh, I might I might punt Captain Sion Salah. He, he likes the goal against Man United and have Burnley next. I can also see Kane maybe getting getting a few against um, Sheffield United, but he's only got the single game week there. So same same as the as the fantasy Scotland. I'm not too sure yet what I'm going to do. Any, any chips planned or no bench boost or anything this week? You saving that? Like originally, I had the bench boost planned, but fixtures messed it about. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna see closer to the deadline because, like Tom said, it's, it's changing every every day, and uh, like I've got so much stuff to do anyway because I'm moving house, uh, uh, and then I'm on on Twitter, and another fixture has been moved to somewhere, and I'm pulling up the calendar and trying trying <laughs> to get my head around it, and it's just oh, um, so I'm I'm just gonna have to wait and and read up on it a, a little more before I can make any decisions. Just remember, it's an early. It's 11 o'clock UK time. Yeah, I already seen just that. So you know that, yep, just yep. So you know that. Right, myself, I have got... Let me see. I've got nine double game week players, as it stands now. But I'm thinking, well, I've got Martinez and goals. I've got Cancelo, Stone, Zuma, Johnson at the back for West Ham, who I will be upgrading probably to Dawson, Craig Dawson from West Ham, who's most chance to start. And I've been speaking to a couple of West Ham fans online, including the FPL Irons, oi oi, that... <laughs> He's probably got a jersey until he loses it, so I think he'd be nailed with having him in. I think as long as the prices don't change. I've got Suchet, Grealish, Salah and Fernandez in midfield and Kane and Bamford up front. I dropped Sun to the bench with Walker-Peters and Brewster. Also because the double game weeks changed things about. I was planning on bench boosting. I don't know. I won't leave it now, I think. But then I've got Sun sitting there. Is it Sun or... Banford against Brighton at home was the best option. I don't know yet. Uh, so I don't think I'll play a chip. I just need to probably tinker on my team. And I'm quite happy with that. After three hit, walking at uh, nine team players. My cap's is sitting in Salah now. As you said yourself, he likes to go against Man United. And then he's got Burnley. I think he's got a point to prove. Uh, how do we think about Suchek with Burnley and West Brom at home? But I think I'd be a bit too bold go and for risky. It. Go bit for it. Too bold and risky in case I need to complete off the last set and fall away in the rankings. So I may cross my mind, but I don't think I think I'll stick with trying and testing and go with Salah. And that is it. Did the did the West Ham fans mention anything about Antonio? Because I quite liked him at the start of the season. But he's been injured for a wee bit. He's probably going to start, but I think it's a young boy that's coming through that Moyes has been talking up and he's probably going to get minutes. So I'd Two schools of thought, they're thinking he's going to half the game time and they're kind of saying, no, what will happen is Antonio just won't get the 90 minutes in both games. So I don't know if that's a risky take if it comes off before 60 or you think he's going to get 20 minutes to end it. They're not too sure themselves, so it's up to you. I know he's a quite a attractive asset and they've got decent fixtures. I like Antonio myself, but his hamstrings are made of cheese, so I don't <laughs> know. 
Anything else to add to finish up, guys? No, I have that. No. Are we going to come back the same thing next week to cover the double game week again? Are we going to try to do that? Or are we? Yeah, Sounds good. We can come back Sounds good. Right, okay, Tom, let's be your plugs in before we leave. Okay, so I am at FFS underscore Scout. I'm on the pod. I'll be doing um, the article probably at some point tomorrow, so keep an eye out for that. Like, retweet, hit me up. <laughs> hey, Gina, I, always, I laugh at it every week, by the way, they hit me up. Every week, I laugh at it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah plugs I'm, in. I'm Fitball Weekly Pod uh, on Twitter. Uh, I do podcasts with my mate John. Uh, that's been on hold for a couple of weeks now because we both got so much on. Uh, but we're trying to get that back next week, the week after, uh, and be a bit more active on Twitter as well. So if you want to get in touch, any questions regarding Fantasy Football Scotland, uh, yeah, get in touch. Yep, I'm just going to ask it when your next podcast was. We've just answered it a couple of weeks' time. We're back to normal. I, I, ho- I hope we can do it next time when, when I've moved out to the new to the new place and then have it all set up. That's the plan. Excellent. You can follow me also at Fantasy Half. You can listen to these downloads on iTunes, give us a review, or rather you get your podcast. And once again, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with more Fantasy Football Scotland talk. Say goodbye, guys. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.